World's on fire. Our culture is disintegrating. Hey, pass the salt. It's time. It's time. Hey, you, pass the salt. And you know why it's disintegrating? Because we're jellyfish. <laughs> pass the salt, will you? Pass the salt. Pass the salt, amigo. It's time. It's time. I think they could give us a new name. I believe we are Evan Jellyfish. Hey, will you pass the salt? Pass the salt. We need salt over here. It's time for Pass the Salt. Pass the salt. But we like to share the gospel without any backbone to it, see? The views, opinions, and seemingly outrageous comments expressed in this program are based on the Holy Spirit leading of a man called Coach. I gotta ask you this out there, Christian America. It's time for Pass the Salt with a coach, Dave Daubenmeyer. So I'm going to talk about backsliding this morning. Say what? Yeah, yeah, I'm going to talk about backsliding here this morning. And the truth of the matter is I got my war uniform on today. I got my camo hat on. I got my camouflage shirt on here. Uh, reality of it is, that old saying, I've met the enemy and it's us. Hmm? Sometimes we're on our own worst enemies. We're going to talk about that here a little bit this morning. I, uh, I don't know what you guys thought. I thought yesterday was really, really good to teach you on the kingdom. I think you probably need to study that more and more and more to, to really grasp what it is that, that's going on around us so that we would understand. Most people don't understand the kingdom principles at all, and we'll revisit it at some point. We're going to do communion here in a minute with Joe. And then, uh, as I said, I got my war uniform on. We're going to go at it. Uh, thank you to everybody who prayed for little Scarlet Rose. She's home. Spent the night at home last night. And uh, is do, doing well. We got to figure out why she keeps getting sick. But we should do appreciate you guys uh, stepping to the plate and praying for. Because look, I know you guys got your own prayers, right? You have your own issues. So, well, Coach Dave, why don't people pray for me? You got to you have a valid point. Yeah, my grandchildren aren't any more important than yours. I understand it, but I just do again appreciate all of you stepping to the plate and helping lift up little Scarlet, little Scarlet Rose. Um, I'm going to talk about backsliding today. Before we go to communion, and I'm, I want look, we're, we're having some technical issues this morning uh, because we're changing the systems. That our guys are doing the best they can to try to to try to uh, get the system to flow better. I hate Google. I want to get off Google to begin with, but they're doing some of it. So people may be texting you or emailing you, said, "Go, I can't get in, Coach. I can't get in." I think probably the easiest thing to do is just tell them just go to Coach Dave Live and try to log on right there. Let's see if maybe that doesn't help them. All right. So if somebody says I can't get in, tell them just go to Coach Dave Live. Click on join the huddle, and that'll they'll be able to get in that one. Okay, folks, it's going to be really this is going to be a really really important show, really important show. In fact, the Lord, uh, I say that a lot, don't I? In fact, the Lord laid it on my. I was in the car with my wife yesterday, and I said, "There, honey, remind me of this, will you? Vomit, will you remind me of that? <clears throat> That's the show tomorrow. I got it yesterday afternoon about I don't know what time was it, four thirty-five maybe. Vomit. No, talk about vomit today. So it's not for the weak at heart. Joe, go ahead. Let's get let, let's do the communion. Let's uh, uh, floor is yours, brother. Okay, uh, Spencer, do you have the verse? Hey, folks, I, I, there's great strength in this. I don't know if you know this or not. There's great strength in us doing it, and we're separated maybe by time and by space, but uh, we're all one in the spirit. And, and I pray that uh, you guys appreciate fact that we do this every Friday. Go ahead, Joel. Okay. For when we were yet without strength, in due time, Christ died for the ungodly. It was in due time, Joe. He just didn't do it at any time. He did it when it was due. When the bill was yeah. due. 
at the right time. Yep. For scarcely a righteous man will one die, yet peradventure for a good man some would even dare to die. But God commendeth his love toward us, and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Amen. Um, Spencer, if you could. Thank you. For if we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of his son. Much more being reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. Mm -hmm. And not only so, but we also joy in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom we have, we have now received the atonement. So say a quick prayer. Dimly Father, we thank you for this day that you have made and allowed us to join you in it. We thank you for this congregation of brothers and sisters and this uh, unusual but special church that we go to so early in the morning for some of us and really early in the morning for others. And we are grateful for the technology and the fellowship and teamwork that makes this possible. And we ask you to forgive us our sins and, to, and transgressions as we look at ourselves and examine ourselves as we're about to take communion. We ask you to bless this bread and this drink representing the body, the blood of our Lord Jesus Christ who gave everything for us, even though we were sinners and though we were ungodly. And he was the only truly righteous man and he gave himself for us. And it's hard to fathom and really understand. And so we come to you this day asking you to guide us here in this show and to guide us throughout the day and the weekend that we may perhaps a time or two be when someone looks at us and sees our actions, confuse us with Jesus and see Jesus in us, Lord. And thank you for the Holy Spirit that I feel now. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 And as they were eating, Jesus took bread and blessed it and broke it and gave it to the disciples and said, Take, eat. This is my body. And he took the cup and gave thanks and gave it to them, saying, Drink ye all of it. For this is my blood of the New Testament, which is shed for many for the remission of sins. But I say unto you, I will not drink henceforth of this fruit of the vine until that day when I drink it new with you in my Father's kingdom. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah. Thank you, Joe. Thank you, Joe. It's my privilege.
Amen. 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 Who will deliver me from this body of death? Oh, wretched man that I am. Uh, before I get into too deep, again on Monday, we're going to talk, launch the uh, uh, Natural Family Month. We'll have JR on here, um, um, Craig, Mel. They'll talk about that. I want to do it on Monday when it's fresh and we can continue to hammer it every day. But I'm, I'm, I'm heading a different direction today. If, again, again, you guys know I don't do this very often. But I, I have, uh, I hate to use the term teaching because it sounds like somebody smarter than somebody else. But I want, I want to present something to, I want to present something to you today, a revelation that I've had, and take it and run with it however you want to. Just as I did, was anybody just curious? I'm not looking for reinforcement. I don't have a weak ego, as you probably tell. Tell. Was anybody blessed by yesterday's talking about the kingdom? Did that impact anybody out there? The way that Boom! Yes. Yes. Because that's what I want to do, right? I don't want you to have to believe like me. That's that's okay. You don't have to believe like me. But I want you to, man, I want you to grow into the fullness of who it is that Christ wants us to be. If we don't have a clear understanding of that, we're not, we're not going to get there, right? So I was... um. I was trying to, I got the word vomit, believe it or not. That's that's how this whole thing we're going to talk about today, that's how the whole thing got started with it. Vomit. I said, Lord, what the heck's that? What does that mean, Lord? Well, a dog returns to its vomit. A dog returns to its vomit. In other words, we deal with a lot of backsliding. Although we don't recognize it as that, and we don't see, look, hey, folks, listen to me. You can you can be a Christian and still backslide into bad behaviors. You, you understand that? You can be saved. Paul said, oh, wretched man that I am, the things that I want to do, I don't do, and the things that I don't want to do, I do. Who will deliver me from this body of death? In other words, we are all... Uh, at show isn't on the call in line. Okay. Uh, the show's not on the call in line. Okay. Uh, um, who will? We are born, friends, with a carnal nature. Now, carnal, it kind of gets a bad term because when you think of the term carnal, carnal knowledge is nothing more than the sin nature. Look, we're like, we're like a dog. I was thinking of we, the last couple of days because. Um, because I, our granddaughter was in the hospital, we were babysitting my son's German Shepherd. And I, I watched our German Shepherd. He's a good guy, old Kaiser. He's a good dog. But you know what? Kaiser always wants what he wants. If, if I sit down to eat a hamburger, he'd right there beside <laughs> he want He wants a hamburger. If I want to go outside, he wants to go outside. Whatever, mm-hmm. he wants to do whatever he wants to do. And we try to train them so that they don't act like that. Sit, sit, Kaiser, go lay down, sit, right? Quiet, shot, stop, right? We try to train the dog because the dog has a dog's nature. Aren't you with, you following me? We're born with that same nature. Look at a little baby. Look at a little child. How many times do you have to say to a little child, no, 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 Annie, no, 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 court, no, 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 no. Why? Because they are born with this nature. With them, it's an animalistic nature in a way. With this un, undeveloped ability to control their behavior. 
They are motivated totally and completely by their desires, their natural desires. And can I tell you something? Most people grow up and they never lose that desire to do what they want, get what they want, say what they want, go where they want, please me. My, my, my three favorite people are me, myself, and I. That is the carnal nature. Now, listen to me. That dude will not die. You cannot control, you cannot kill the carnal nature. You can't kill it. You can only control it. That's what the scripture is about, right? Having the mind of Christ, taking captive every thought that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Boy, that woman's pretty. I'd sure like to feast my eyes on her. That's a natural desire. But you can't let your natural desires take control of you. And so you see that pretty woman, and before those thoughts can take any root in your head, you divert. You look away, right? You want to you have a third piece of cake. But you know you shouldn't have that third piece of cake. So you discipline yourself not to eat that third piece of cake. Probably shouldn't have the second. Maybe shouldn't even have the first, right? So that is a carnal nature that we are all born with. And let me tell you something. That beast never dies. Even though the scripture tells us that you've been crucified with Christ, nevertheless you live. But not you. Christ lives within you. In the life that you now live, you live by the great Son of God who died and gave himself for you. And what we are dealing with, Christians, what we are dealing with is we have not understood that and conquered the mind, the carnal mind. We haven't haven't conquered it. We haven't. And I said to the Lord this morning, I said, Lord, how can I explain this? How 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 can I explain this? Because whether you know it or not, whether we know it or not, we spend a lot of time puking on others. Uh Uh-huh, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Something happened to you, and you can't wait to go puke on somebody else. Tell them what happened to you. Did you know what he did to me? It's carnal nature, right? The Bible calls it gossip, by the way, gossip. Oh, you may you may cly, you may cloud it as well. We were just having a discussion, or I was looking for some. Uh-uh. No, 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 no. The very heart of it is gossip. God hates it, man. He hates it. Now, what is the desire for gossip? Why do we want to do that? Because somehow, somewhere inside of us, we want to justify this feeling that we have. We have this feeling. I said, Lord, how do I help them understand how they deal with it? Oh, are you ready? Are you, you really want to know what something? You really want to know what somebody loves you? Michelle, can you hear me? Stamp on the floor so I know you can hear me. She's up there. She's up there in our multi-million-dollar house. While I'm down here in our multi-million-dollar studio. I know she's listening up there. You want to? You want to? You want to know something? Here's what you do: you go to your spouse and say this, honey. What's a habit you'd like to see me break? Mm. Honey, what is it that I do all the time that you would really rather I didn't do? Because the one who loves you the most will gently say to you, well, uh, honey, uh, I think you need to stop whatever it might be, whatever it is in your life. 
And you say, well, how am I going to do how, well, First of all, you get mad. First of all, you get mad when they point it out to you. Because all that you ask them, what am I doing? That, honey, what's, how come people don't want to be around me? And if she loves me, she's going to say, well, it's because you're always puking. <laughs> you're always puking. You can't wait to get around people and puke about how horrible your life is, how horrible your children is, how horrible your husband is, how horrible your job is. Nobody loves me. Everybody hates me. Think I'll eat a worm. That's the carnal nature coming out. And through Christ, we have the ability to control that, to take captive every thought that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Right? Hmm? Just saying, Chad. Just saying. Because when I started pointing out that Chad was always saying, just saying, well, and that brings it to his attention. And he says, oh, do I want to, I want to, I want to say that? I'm just going to say that. Yeah. Are you guys, are you, you with me here? There's seven things that the Lord hates pulled up there. We're going someplace good this morning. Stay with me. Can you pull it up there, Spencer? It's, uh, uh, where is it? Where is it? Uh, yeah. No, I, pulled, I gave you the link, didn't I? Is it Proverbs 6, 16? What, number nine, I'm sorry. Number nine. Number nine. Number nine. Seven things God hates. Okay, scroll down there. Find it in Proverbs 16, 19. He hates what? Haughty eyes. Prideful, prideful, uh, he hates it. God hates it, folks. He hates a lying tongue. Can I also tell you that? Not just a lying tongue. But one who repeats things that they don't know about is just as damaging. So, you know what? I, I, was, I was talking to Clay the other day. And have, you, have you guys noticed that? The, yeah, have, you, have you guys noticed that Clay's doing that? Huh? What? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Do you, you notice? Notice that Clay picks his nose all the time. Yeah, but, 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 folks, that's gossip. That's gossip. That's planting seeds of discord. God hates hands that shed innocent blood. Now, we all understand that. Do you know how many times a day you murder people with your tongue? He hates a heart that devised wicked schemes. So somebody did something to you, and you can't wait to call somebody else and tell them what that person did for you, and what are we going to do about it? If we can just get, hey, if we could just get rid of, we could just get rid of Joe Carrico, this show would be better. If we could, we could just get rid of Clay. You know? I hate that Randy Lunsford. Randy's always coming in here. Uh, he's got to figure out a way to get rid of Randy. Randy makes me feel uncomfortable. He comes in and he says stuff I don't agree with. Hey, Coach. Coach, they call me. Hey, Coach, is, uh, coach, is there anything? anything? Maybe we could do something about it. Yeah. No, hell no. No, I didn't invite you in here, and I didn't invite them in here. This is an open forum. You don't like it? Keep your mouth shut. You don't like it? Lump it. Or oh, I got a better one yet. I got a better one yet. You got something. Don't Don't call me. Look, I'm not talking about us in general. I'm talking about life, okay? Don't. I'm, I'm talking about life. You got problem with your son? Don't talk to your bro- to somebody else about it. Go to your son and say, which is what the scripture says. You go to him one on one. Say, what's up with you, dude? What's what's this all about? What what are you what are you doing that for? This is so simple. There's some because because it happens to me a lot that people contact me and say, "Go, are you are you aware of this?" And I said, uh, I don't know. Have you spoken to them? Because I tell you this, anybody who's had any contact with me over a phone, it's not about me. Stay with me. Anybody who's had ever, ever, ever had any contact with me over the phone 
and they bring up a subject that involves another person, I almost always say, wait a minute, have you spoken to them? That's what the Bible says. Go to them one-on-one. They, hey, this, this bothers me. And by the way, go to them one-on-one, not in such, not an accusatory way, not in a, did you, did you say this about me? No, 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 no. Go the same way that you'd want to be approached. Say, I, I, hey, listen, I heard that. Betty, I heard this, Betty. Betty, is this true, Betty? Is this, is it, huh? Can we talk about this, Betty? Rather than pick, Betty picking up the phone and calling Randy, who calls Randall, who calls Joe, who calls Gene, who calls Clay. It's a heart devising wicked schemes. And there are others who can't wait to run the evil. They can't wait to do that. Oh, yeah, they can't wait to, can't wait to do it. God hates it, by the way. Scroll on down. I'm not done. Stay with me. Is that it? False witnesses who pour out lies. Dudes. And a man who stirs up, oh, my, dissension among brothers. God hates those things. He hates those things. So here's where, here's where I'm going to kind of camp this morning. I want to talk to you a little bit about, uh, about two, two, I want to, I, I want to wrap two things together here the best I can do it. Okay. Myra, take your hand down. I don't hear anything, but take it down. <clears throat> um, say, coach, why you, I want to say the right thing. I want to say it the right way. I want, to, I, want to, I want to say it the right way, all right? Uh, pick a bad habit out there. Most of you, most of us, include me in it, have very little spiritual discipline. We have very little spiritual discipline. And again, the apostle Paul says, see if I can find a wretched man that I am. Which one is that? Um, uh, I'm sorry, I lost chapter seven, coach. Hmm? Romans seven. Romans seven. Romans. I got. I got. I made notes this morning. I always make notes. It's uh, uh, <laughs> there. It is. I'm sorry. Romans seven. Thanks, Dale. Just go to Romans. Uh, Go to Romans 7, starting about verse about verse 10, if you could, for me. <clears throat> and the commandment which was ordained in life, I found to be unto death. For sin, taking occasion by the commandment, deceived me. Sin deceived him. And by it, it slew me. Sin, sin will kill you. Wherefore, the, the law is holy, and the commandment holy and just and good. Was then that which has appeared, which is good, and made death unto me. God forbid. But sin that it might appear sin, working death in me by that which is good, that sin by the commandment might become exceedingly sinful. For we know that the law is spiritual. We talked about that yesterday, kingdom being spiritual. But I'm carnal. I'm sold under sin. For that which I do, I don't do. For that that I want to do, I don't do. (laughs) I hate what I do. And if then I do that which I would not, I can sin under the law that is good. Now then, it is no more that I do it, but sin that dwelleth in me. For well, I know that in me, no good thing. Okay, hang on. I'm, I'm, here's, cool. what, here's, what I'm, here's what I'm getting at. Here's what I would like all of us to do. I would like us to do this, okay? Go to your spouse. Go to somebody 
that is close to you, somebody that will tell you the truth. We're talking about spiritual discipline here, friends, spiritual discipline. And say, you know me pretty well. What is one thing you think I do that I need to stop doing? Chad told me, quit rubbing your face. Chad told me that. And I said, screw you. <laughs> it's a habit, right? But every time I every time I rub my face, I think of Chad. Because I know Chad cares. Cares. I know Chad cares about me. He didn't he didn't go, he didn't go on in the queue and say, How many of you? You guys notice him, Coach Dave rubbing his face a lot. Hmm? Huh? You think he's got some type of bacteria? What, what do you think is going on? You think maybe what's he what's up? He didn't do that. He came to me. He said, Coach, you all stop rubbing your face. I thought about it. Thank you for that advice. So spiritual discipline is this. Not doing what your body wants to do and you don't want to. That's what fasting is all about. The ability to say, even though you want to eat, I'm not going to eat. I'm going to, I am going to control me. My belly is not going to control me. My mind is not going to control me. I'm going to control me. And whenever that food, I've been doing, I've been eating once a day now for about, for about three weeks. You don't have any idea how many times during the day I'm hungry or think I am. My belly tells me I am. And over the last three weeks, I've eaten one meal a day, not a snack, not a grampy pill, not nothing. Because you know why? I'm developing a spiritual discipline. So I guess if there's a focus or a target of where we are today, I want to help all of us develop a spiritual discipline. What is that thing? What is that thing that you do that irritates others that you don't even know? What is it that I do that irritates my wife that she's just learned to live with? She, what if she said to me, honey, pick up your underwear Every time I throw my underwear on the floor, I'm going to think of my wife. Eh, I, I guess I'll pick up my underwear. It's a spiritual discipline. It's doing the right thing, even when you don't want to do it. Because your battle is not against flesh and blood. Your battle is against spiritual forces in high places that are making you do what you shouldn't be doing. Now, every one of you know right now something you're doing that you should stop. Stop it! Think you're going to get away with it? Because every time you give in to whether it be a sin or weight that so easily ensnares you, every time you give into it, you grow weaker, not stronger. That's football coaching, by the way. Running the sprints, lifting the weights is always progressive. Start out and do uh, 10, 10 uh, oh, I can't even think anymore. Bench presses, do 10 bench presses with 175 pounds, three times, three sets. And then next week, do 10 of them with 
190 pounds. It's progressive strength. It's progressive. You do it one step at a time. And then at some point, you look back and say, you believe I started out 175 pounds? What are you benching now? I'm benching 275. How'd you get there? Well, every day I decided I just was going to be disciplined and I was going to do it. I was going to get stronger. Folks, that's a spiritual, that's a spiritual principle. Resisting evil makes you stronger. Let's see, you know what it is? Most of us have not killed that carnal man. Most of us haven't. They call it backsliding. And part of it is because of the gospel that they've given us. The gospel that they've given us of one of mercy and grace, and now all, all of that stuff's true. But more than anything, the gospel has given you exceeding power. You have power to tread on scorpions and serpents and all the power of the enemy. And most of you, the problem in your life is not the devil. It's your carnal nature. It's your carnal nature. You will not discipline yourself to do what you know you should do. That's what fasting is about. It's a good place to start with fasting. Say, well, coach, I can't go all day without fasting. I know you can't. Can you go? Can you go from noon until five without eating anything? Nothing? Can you do that? I don't know. I've never tried. Well, it's time to try. Because you need some spiritual discipline there. Hey, fine. Ask yourself how many times. Make this check mark. Make this check mark. Ask yourself how many times you find yourself wallowing into, sliding into gossip. In other words, what's gossip? Gossip is saying something to somebody else that you would never say to the person you're talking about. Check your heart on that one, on gossip, right? I'm trying to give, I'm trying to, I'm trying to get there. Here's what, I, here's what I want all of you to do right now. Okay, not right now. Here's what I want you to do this weekend. I want you, I, look, I'm trying to build strong soldiers, folks. Paul said, let's cast it. Let's lay aside all those sins and all those weights that so easily ensnare us and run with patience that race is set before us. You cannot be strong if you're running around carrying anger. You cannot be strong if you're running around carrying uh, uh, resentment. You cannot be strong if you're running around carrying worry. You cannot be strong if you're running around carrying fear. You cannot be strong if you're running around carrying your past. You cannot be strong. Lay those things aside. Lay them aside. Amen. Patience. You can't do anything about the past. The past made you who you are. Now, are you proud of it or not proud of it? And if you're not proud of it, stop it. It's a spiritual discipline. It's a spiritual discipline. You guys could right now probably have, get together and talk about all the things that I do that irritate you. Because there's a lot of them. And I could get together and I could talk about all the things you do that irritates me. Well, I'm going to tell you this. I ain't going to call Gene Schroeder and tell him what irritates me about Betty. I ain't going to do that. I'm going to call Betty. I'm going to call Betty. Say, Betty, I I noticed this. Anything I can do to help you with this, Betty? I'd like to help you walk through this, Betty. I don't want to criticize you for it because I'm man. I know I got my own sins, my own stuff, but I want you to know because I love you that, that uh, this comes out of you. I hear this. 
Can I, can I help you with that? And the only way that we can ever be corrected, can I stand up a minute? Kenny, Kenny Sims, you're out there. I think I told you this story before. Kenny Sims is a good football player for us. When he, st- we st- he always stood up, he had his, when he would stand up, he would put his hands behind him like this. Most people stand like this, right? Kenny put his hands behind him, playing football for me in 1991. And one day in front of everybody, I said, Kenny, why do you stand with your hands like a woman in front of everybody? He never did it again. You could see him catch himself because his natural reaction was to go here, right? But then, uh-oh, because I pointed it out to him, Oh, he quickly put his hands put his hands here. So, how many of you are are what's the word I'm looking at? They are bleeding stuff, and you don't even know you're bleeding. How many of you got a booger hanging out? You ever see anybody's got a booger hanging out their nose and they don't know it? Anybody seen anybody that went and ate something and it's still over in the corner of your mouth and you feel kind of you don't even know? Should I tell them? Should I tell them there's a booger hanging out there? No, what? what, what, what huh? Well, yeah, yeah. Hey, say, hey, listen, hey, Clay, I really like it, but man, you got booger. You had a booger, and everybody sees it. And Clay, I love you so much, I'm going to tell you about your booger so that you can clean yourself up. Hey, friends, that's love. Don't call Clay and tell Clay about my booger. Call me and tell me about my booger. Now, you risk losing a friendship, right? You risk it. But ultimately, we want each other to grow stronger in the Lord through spiritual discipline. Oh, wretched man that I am, the things I don't want to do, I do, and the things I do, I don't want to do. Who will deliver me from my body of death? The truth is nobody's going to deliver. You will, your whole life, continue to fight that carnal man, that carnal nature, that complaining guy that wants to come out. Nobody wants to be around people who complain. Nobody wants to be around people who are downers. They say, Coach, how are you doing today? I said, I'm either up or I'm getting up. <laughs> what else do you need to know? I'm either up or I'm getting up. I'm not going to tell you how I got knocked down here and how bad it was and this person kicked me and then that person spit on me. And I said, oh, wretched man. No, 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 no. no. Yeah, they beat the hell out of me, but I'm, I'm back up, baby. I'm back up. But too many of you, oh, my goodness. Don't understand the carnal battle that's going on in your own mind. And you are powerless. We are powerless. And we become toxic because groaning and moaning and looking over our shoulder becomes our default position. It's like everybody's standing around showing each other their scars. Oh, yeah, well, let me show what happened to me. You know what happened to me when I was 12? No, I don't really care what happened to you at 12. Are you still 12? No, I'm not 12 anymore. Well, I've stopped talking about it. I don't, I don't hear about what happened to you when you were 12. You want to hear about what happened to me when I was 12? I got victory over what happened with me in 12. Now, if I'm going to tell you what happened to me at 12, I'm going to tell you how I got victory over it. I'm not going to tell you about <laughs> I'm not going to tell you about that, the bad part. I don't feel bad. See, it's a, it's a default position of the carnal mind. We speak, the Spirit of God speaks life, not death. The power of life is in the tongue. And the tongue's connected to the brain. And Jesus said, take captive every thought. Quit thinking that because you're going to say it. It's pretty good, isn't it? It's pretty good. So some of us have these little, some of us have these little habits that we don't know we have. And it irritates people. And I don't, we don't even know it. Right? 
And rather than Clay calling me and say, Coach, dude, you got to get that booger out of your nose. Clay picks up the phone, calls Randall, says, Randall, you, see, you notice Coach Booger? You notice that? I hate boogers. Don't you hate boogers? He'd be, he'd be a lot more effective if he wiped his nose. And then somebody said, well, have you told him he's got a booger? Well, no. No, I haven't told him. How can, how can you possibly change your behavior if those people who know you don't love you enough to tell you? Michelle! Oh, I'd like to do this on live TV if I could get her. What habit would you like me to stop? What habit? And then make a decision. Today, I'm stopping that. I'm not going to do that anymore. Folks, that's victory. That's how you walk in victory. I used to do this. I don't do it anymore. Are are you with me? Are you guys picking up what I'm laying down here this morning? Because the truth of of it is, where we are going, where we are going, you hey, you better quit dragging that baggage with it. You ain't gonna be <laughs> you ain't gonna be able to pull all that crap out in your past and get to where it is that you're trying to go. You, you just can't. And if we could be honest, see, I don't, I don't, I, I don't know Myra Schneider well enough. I mean, I know her, but I don't know what she's dealing with. I don't know what happened in her house last night. I don't know what her relationship is with her. I don't know. I've been, I know very little about Myra other than I see her every morning. Other than that, I don't know. I know a little bit about Betty. I, so, I don't, sort of know some of the things she's dealing with, but I don't know everything Betty's dealing with. And I can tell you this. I especially don't know what Betty's dealing with in the secrecy of, his own, of her own heart. I don't know that. So what do we have to do? We have to do what we can do, and we have got to clean up our own heart. Quit walking in death. Yes, you've been crapped on. Yes, you have been crapped on. But daggone it, quit telling me that. I get it. I've been crapped. Would you want to come on in here every day and hear me complain about what people are doing to me and saying about me? Well, you know what happened to me 10 years ago? You wouldn't believe what happened to me 10 years ago. And drag that with me on this journey of life? How can, how can I be of help to you when I'm carrying this horrible, horrible burden? Okay, coach, I'm all over the place. Here's what I would ask you to do. You might know what it is. You ought to get out a piece of paper and write it down. Write now something you know that you do that you wish you didn't do. And stop it. That's spiritual discipline. Say, dang, gone. I'm getting fat. I don't want to be fat. Hey, hey, quit eating sugar. Stop it. If you really don't like being fat, stop overeating. Stop eating sugar. Get your ass off the couch and go for a walk. It's spiritual discipline. Folks, listen. Just like your body needs exercise, so is your spirit. So is your, so is your spirit, man. And you will get stronger every day that you take captive every thought that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bring it into obedience. You say, you know what? I used to look at porn. I don't anymore. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I used to do this and I don't do it anymore. Why? Because I got victory over it. Oh, no, it'll keep coming back. It'll keep knocking on that door. Oh, yeah, it'll keep knocking on that door. That's for sure. But you want to get victory over it or not? 
Remember I told you the little grampy pill story? Jim, Gigi's always got those grampy pills out there, kids, sugar and kids come and get them. I don't, I just discipline myself. I ain't, I'm not going to, I'm not going to grab on those pieces of candy or I'm going to walk another direction. So I'm not tempted by it. Hey friends, I love you enough to tell you this. A lot of your problems ain't the devil. It's your carnal nature. If you spent, if we spent more time controlling our carnal nature, we'd have far less issues with the devil. I can promise you that. So I want to encourage you today, not discourage you, that that we are living so below what believers ought to be. Hmm? You know, the Bible says, we read it yesterday in the um, Lord's Prayer, forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Boy, that'd be a hell of a place to start, wouldn't it? (laughs) Wouldn't forgiveness be a hell of a place to start? How many of you out there today are carrying a sack of anger and resentment on the back of your back everywhere you're going. And everywhere you go, people notice this. They say, boy, he sure seems angry. We all see it. But what are you angry about? Something some guy did to you 30 years ago? Come on! That's where we are. And because I love you guys, even though I, that sounds that's hokey, where we're gone, you ain't going. You can't drag that stuff with you, man. You can't. You just can't. You can't carry that. Go very far. So this takes a real self-assessment. I'm going to open it up here in a second. This takes a real self-assessment of yourself. And I love my wife enough. And I know that she loves me, that I can go to her and say, honey, what do I what do I really need to stop doing? And she'll hesitate because she loves me and she don't want to hurt my feelings. But then she'll say, well, you really ought to do this because she loves me. And then I have the option of saying, hmm, screw you. You ain't very good either, you know. I can I can respond like that. I can hug her and say, thanks, sweetheart. Help me walk through this, will you? Help me stay away from those grampy pills. I need your help. I don't want to do that. I want to be delivered from this body of death that I, I, I can't do. I, I keep falling back into that pit, honey. Don't let me fall back in that pit. You, are you with me? You guys with me? And I believe when we do that, we will become far more effective spiritually with those we love. If we could just get rid of resentment. I tell the joker that uh, I was speaking one time. And those of you who heard me speak, yeah, I yell, right? And in the middle of the, of the, right in the middle of it, some lady got up and walked out. And I kept going, right? Then after it was over, she came back in the room and, she came up and she apologized to me. And she said, I'm, I'm sorry, I couldn't take it. You remind me of my ex-husband. Wow, huh? Wow. So was it me or was it her? Maybe it was both, but the problem was her. So our, our, our goal for the weekend then, beginning on Monday, go write, go write it down someplace. Ask your husband, ask you if somebody loves you. 
and say, what's, what's something I need to stop doing? Or better yet, what's something I need to start doing? Michelle, you listening? You listening? Because when the show's over, I'm going to ask you, and you're going to ask me. We're so much more than we've become. Come on, man. Come on. Come on. We got to get ourselves in spiritual shape. And unfortunately, our body doesn't always want to cooperate that, and our mind doesn't want to cooperate that, but we have the mind of Christ. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Pick up the phone today and call somebody and apologize. Make a reconciliation. It's hard, isn't it? But see, when I come and I say, hey, Myra, I'm sorry I spoke so harshly to you. Will you forgive me? Ball's out of my court, man. Will you forget? It's up to her whether she wants to forgive me. She can carry that anger all she wants to, and she can call Benny, and she can call Betty, and she can call Brian. She can call everybody else and talk about how bad I hurt her feelings. Or she can accept my apology, right? Oh, this is really good, isn't it? This is really good. Really good. Um, so pick a habit. And break it. I got a lot of whole stuff. Because look, 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 look. Hey, hey, hey. A dog will return to his vomit. He will return to his vomit. In fact, it tells us this, that if you clean the house and you aren't careful and you let that anger back in, it's going to come back seven times stronger than it was before. And my greatest exhortation to some of you out there is, are you looking at me? You need to forgive somebody. I don't know who it is. The Bible says, we read in the Lord's Prayer, forgive us our trespasses as in the same way that we forgive others. You got a bone to pick? (laughs) You think you're going to be free? Doesn't work that way. So, uh, one of the things that prompted this this morning Actually, it was yesterday I told you, the Lord said to me, is we see a lot of, a lot of uh, Christians getting offended and returning to their vomit. Yeah, that's right. They walk away from the Lord. They backslide. Can I tell you why they backslide? Because they never really frontslided. They never really did. They had a masquerade of Christianity. They put a mask on acting like they were all good and serving Christ, but they had that resentment in their heart. And the next time somebody poked that scab, boom, off they go. Backslidden. They never forward slid. We have to develop some spiritual discipline. That's 47 minutes. I could go on, but I'd like to hear from you. Come on in, somebody. Hey, you get mad if you want to. Stop gossiping. Stop calling somebody to have them commiserate with you about how mean so-and-so is. Will you stop it? Will you stop it? Can I tell you something? Sometimes y'all say stuff that I want to say, hmm, how can that person be so stupid? But I ignore it. And then I don't pick up the phone and call Chad and say, can you believe how stupid... Huh? Believe how stupid clay is? <laughs> no. No. We got a lot of people in here. 121 people. We're all going to be, we're all going to get along. We're all going to like each other. You, think, you really think that? Come on. 
Come on, Craig, come on in then, Myra. Uh, Coach, it's, it's hard to heat your house in the middle of winter when the front door is open. Craig has opened the door for us to shut some doors, Coach. That's right. Just, we just need to understand we have the, uh, the power. Great, great, breaking great, up a little yeah, bit, great. Craig. I'm sorry, I'm driving. Uh, grace, okay. grace isn't used to keep you where you're at. It's to get you where God wants you. Amen. To get you out of, of that. We, that's right. We that's miss, right. Yes, that's right. The grace is, is that he's giving you the ability through the Holy Spirit to conquer these things and, uh, you know, to shut that door. And then, then you go look for the window that's open. <laughs> or then you go see all the cracks, you know? Amen. So, uh, yeah, very, very important what you're talking about. Amen. Because it's a spiritual discipline and we all want to be free. Whom the sun sets free is free indeed. Hey, folks, look, some of you aren't free. You say you are, but you're not free. There's nothing wrong with saying, Lord, I'm not free. I want to be. Help me be free. But first, I have to acknowledge the bondage. What are you, what are you in bondage to? Acknowledge it. Start small. Don't, whatever it is. Look at, look at your daily habits. What does your daily habit lead you to do? You're doing stuff that you don't want to do. You say, Coach, I'm sitting down. I'm just wasting my life on the internet. Well, then don't sit down at the first moment. Don't do that. Or set an alarm and say, I'm going to do this for 15 minutes, and then I'm going to shut it off. And then when the alarm goes off, shut it off. Get some discipline in your life. Because most of the problems you're having ain't the devil. I'm sorry. It's you. Carnal nature. Myra and Julie. Yes, Coach. Thank you for leading us. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for leading us into all truth. I appreciate what you're doing. Uh, it's always a blessing to hear to you. Um, hear quit, you quit every morning. Quit, quit flattering Proverbs. me. Just do what you want to say. Okay. Proverbs 12, 17 through 18. He that speaketh truth showeth forth righteousness, but a false witness deceit. There is that speaketh like the piercings of a sword, but the tongue of the wise is health. Hi, hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Take captive every thought. Hey, you ain't going to make me do that. Sorry. You ain't going to make me do that. I'm, I don't care what you do. Shoot me. Throw me in jail. I ain't going to do it. Sorry. I'm going to be free, man. I'm going to be a man that does, that follows my conscience. I'm going to be, that's what I'm going to be. I'm going to quit compromising. I am. That's what I'm going to do. Julie. Coach, um, you're talking about forgiveness. I think a lot of people misunderstand forgiveness and they hold on to that, thinking if they're going to, you know, hurt the other person, but actually they're hurting themselves. And it makes me think about like people, because when unforgiveness goes unchecked, it turns into bitterness. Yeah. And it's, it's like cancer to the bones, like the scripture talks about. And it's like, it makes you wonder, like, how many people are, like, walking around with cancer because of their bitterness, that root of bitterness. So mm -hmm. just saying. So what's the root of the bitterness? What is it that makes you not like that person? What is it? What is it? Because, folks, the problem's probably you. It, it, it isn't. Huh? If I said, uh, listen, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ban Clay tomorrow. I'm not going to let Clay come in here anymore tomorrow. Some of you'd be happy and some of you'd be sad. How do you please everybody? Yeah, but coach, I don't like I don't like what he says. Well, then don't listen to him. Pray for him. Michelle. Hey, good morning, team. Good morning, coach. Um, mm. 
you reminded me of Ephesians 5, and I just want to read a few verses out of it. I'm starting in 8. Um, for Ephesians you were once... Five, Ephesians 5, verse 8. Pull that up there, please. Ephesians 5, 8. Is Chad in this, here today? Is Chad in here today? Yeah, I'm here. All right, just off off the quiet there. Go ahead, go ahead, Michelle. For you were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Live as children of light. For the fruit of light consists in all goodness, righteousness, and truth. And find out what pleases the Lord. Have nothing to do with the fruitless deeds of darkness, but expose them. It is shameful even to mention what the disobedient do in secret, but everything exposed by the light becomes visible, and Mm. everything that is illuminated becomes a light. Mm. That is why it is said, wake up, sleeper. Rise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. Be very careful, then, how you live. Do not be as the unwise, but as the wise making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. Do not get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery. Instead, be filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another with psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit. Sing and make music from your heart to the Lord, always giving thanks to God the Father for everything. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. And this is a blueprint, you guys. I mean, he went through the most agonizing death we can imagine to say, look, anything bad that happened to you, look, I, I'm taking some pain here. Uh, this hurts. I, I want you to take that pain that you have, compare it to this pain. This is how much pain I've gone through for you. So that pain that you went through, you can, you can get past it. I'm giving you the strength the power and the gifts to get over it. So when coach Dave's comes to us and he says that, that thing that happened 30 years of you, just forget about it. I, we understand that it's layered and layered and layered, but look at God on the cross, know that there's no greater pain and that you can get over it and you can make yourself better and keep walking in the right direction. Just like coaches told us today, drop a bad habit, pick up a good habit. And that's how you look more like Jesus. Amen. Well said, Rochelle. I, I, I was reminded of this. I can't remember where I saw it, where I heard it, but it really was impactful to me. And uh, somebody was talking about people who drink too much. They drink, drink too much. And I'll never forget. He said, every time you pick up that bottle, you think you're sucking off it, but it's sucking off you. Never forgot that. Every time you reminisce about how you were mistreated, it's sucking energy right out of you. Sucking it right out of you. So you know what it is today. I got. I, I don't have much time. I got more stuff I could, could deliver up there. Uh, go, go to number nine real quick. No, 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 I'm sorry. Go to number <laughs> – Coach, you're all over the daggone place here. Uh, hey, it's okay if we go to overtime, Coach. Okay, Keep all right. Going. Thanks, Chad. Pull up number four. Pull up number four. I'm not going to spend a lot of time on them. Deadly sins. Deadly sins. What? Ask yourself how how tempted you are and if you are dealing with these. Scroll on down. 
What are the seven deadly sins? One, lust. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Just stay right there on the list. You don't have to go down there. I'm going to ask you a question. Do you lust? Do you fight lust? Look, look, look. It's not always sex. You lust after food. You lust after somebody else's property. You lust after their car. You lust after the attention they get. It's one of the deadly sins. I fight that. I'll be honest with you, I fight that. I, I fight lust and thinking, Lord, cheesy, crummy, give me that platform. I'm lusting at some after somebody else's platform. So, Lord, man, you let me have that platform. God, Lord, I'll shake the world upside down. And he says, yeah, <laughs> yeah, you will. Now, if you think it's all about you, you won't. Gluttony. Folks, don't always just apply this stuff to food. What are you gluttonous over? What do you what vomit do you find yourself running back to all the time? You want to get over it? It's gonna take a spiritual discipline. Greed. Oh, oh my goodness. Hmm. Being tight fisted is greed as well. Hmm. God loves a cheerful giver, not an angry one. That's why I don't like the government. I'm not a cheerful giver to the government. Sloth. Laziness. Not just laziness meaning you sit around, but sloth in the idea that there's something you ought to do that you keep putting it off. Why are you putting it off? God hates that. It's a deadly sin. Do what you have to do today. Get it done. Do it. Don't be lazy. Wrath. Oh, my goodness. And make sure you use wrath, anger the right way. Be angry at the things that you ought to be angry at. Don't be angry at the things you shouldn't. I'm going to tell you this. The thing that makes you most angry almost always has at the heart of it selfishness. This person did that to me. You, you, don't, get, you don't get mad at other people getting ripped off. You're not, you're not full of wrath over those J6ers that are locked in jail when it could just as easily be your ass in there. You're not angry about that. Envy. Oh, Lord, 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 Lord. Pride. Hmm. Browse additional articles. No, there they are. The seven deadly sins. Hey, hey, you know why they're deadly? Because they kill everything around you. They kill your joy. They kill your strength. They kill your motivation. Sometimes it kills people and their reputations. But those seven deadly sins, they bring death. They don't bring life. Wow. Share this with somebody. It's been powerful this morning. And you get before the Lord, or you go to your friends and say, Betty, what's something I need to stop doing? And Betty, out of love, because I know Betty, she'll say, Coach, listen, I don't want to hurt your feelings. And uh, yeah, yeah, I just tell all this. She's going to say all these nice things about me. Then she's going to say, But, you know, and then she's going to tell me the truth. And then when Betty tells me the truth, I'm going to think, Wow. Betty loves me, and she thinks that I've got to clear something up here, right? Self discipline. Self discipline. Take captive every thought. You have to be careful because at any time, your thoughts 
can break into words. And life and death is in the power of the tongue. See you on Monday. God bless you.